from the Mercy One Studio. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imogene Ingredients. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. And good Thursday morning from the Mercy One Studios in West Des Moines. I'm Deacon Mike Mano. I'm here with Gina No. How are you, Gina? I'm well this morning, Deacon good. Mike. How are you? Fine, fine. Wonderful. Uh, summer's been, here. Summer's here, and it's been a very eventful year. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else can go wrong with this year, but... Uh, our eyes are opening, right? Yeah. There is a lot of time to see and to reflect on so much that's going on around us. Well, we're going to have a good reflection next week. We have on a gentleman from um, America Needs Fatima. We're going to talk about a spiritual component here that we may uh, we may find interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I, I Fatima so is an too. incredibly powerful apparition. It certainly was, and it, and it rings with us. It's one of the it does. one of the great ones. Uh, and there are a couple others that... Uh, and it's not just a story of an apparition of Mary and a, and a um, plea for our prayers and faith, but it brings in so many world leaders and characters from history. So I'll be really anxious to, to do next week. But this week we have a... Th- this week we have a, we have a good one this week. We have uh, Tyler O'Neill, who is the senior editor of PJ Media, and he's author of a book, Making Hate Pay, the Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. We've we've used their name in vain a number of times on this program, well, and so now we're going to get the skinny on. They on have affected a lot of our uh, faith-based organizations and 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 their principles and policies and and demonized them. Yeah, and I'm just looking here. Uh, you know, uh, uh, SBLC has a hate map, and I'm just looking here in, in the District of Columbia, and they're part of the hate map. Uh, Family Research Council. Is a hate organization. Yeah, right. Uh, so uh, I'm surprised we're not a hate organization. You know, I we haven't caught their attention. We yet, haven't caught their attention yet. Maybe we're not that that big. And, and then, uh, speaking of hate, this I, I, our current events this week, mm-hmm. and I feel like almost every week there's a new kind of current event that affects people of faith. But there's been so much hate with the riots and the um, looting that has distracted from the messages of uh, of the protesters. And mm-hmm. I think it's real important to, to talk about what is hate, where does it come from, and how is it defined, both by Southern Policy, or I'm sorry, Southern uh, Poverty Center and in, 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 our, in our culture. Our you know, the culture. interesting thing is if you ever watch kids in a nursery, they play with everybody. You know, they don't shun one child or another because of the wrong color or the wrong shape of their eyes or whatever. They'll shun them if they try and hoard their toys, you know, <laughs> their toys and don't and don't share with anybody. And don't eat my off my plate. But yes. yeah, yeah, that's that's right. But it's not by race. And uh, so somewhere along the line, that's a learned proposition. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think we have to kind of ask ourselves, you know, how are we raising our children? You know, that that's a big part of it, I think. That's a big part of it. Well, anyway, we're going to talk uh, to Tyler in a few minutes. And after we finish with Tyler, we're going to have a, a treat for everybody out there. We have Marilyn Lane. who's going to give us an update on the Christ Our Life Conference that's coming up uh, this year. So looking forward to talking to Marilyn. Uh, she's the co-chairman of that. 
and uh, was also the co-founder of that. And I think this is like their sixth or seventh conference that they're putting on, as I counted, if, if I counted it out they correctly. They are beautiful conferences. I'm real anxious to talk to Marilyn because through this, uh, as soon as they shut down the churches, that was the first thing that came into my focus. It was mm-hmm. the light at the end of my tunnel. I thought, I can't focus on what's going to happen next week or the following week or when do we get to get back to our churches. I just prayed that we were freed from these restrictions by the time Christ Our Life Conference came to Des Moines. Yeah. So, and, and it's really tough going without Mass. You know? <laughs> it, it really and, is. And, you know, I'm used to being right up there. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and now... Well, we all participate, but you have a special role in that participation. When, yes. I, when I can stay awake through it, you know, and what? don't fall asleep standing up <laughs> there by the altar. <laughs> You're as bad as my children. <laughs> no, we're. Uh, I, I usually manage to stay awake. It's usually exciting enough for me to to, to stay awake. You stay pretty busy up there. I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah, we do. Do you have a prayer to open us up with? I do. And how um, perfect for this time for us. Uh, Pope Benedict's prayer for peace is what we're going to pray today in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen god of peace bring your peace to our violent world peace in the hearts of all men and women and peace among the nations of the earth turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred strengthen us in hope give us the wisdom and the courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among the nations and in the hearts of all amen Amen. Thank you very much, Gina. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. We will be back with Tyler O'Neill in just a few minutes. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq-demoin.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. 
Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. And we're back. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Tyler O'Neill is senior editor of PJ Media, and he's author of the new book, Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Welcome to the program, Tyler. Hey, my pleasure. Glad to be here. Certainly. Um, We have used on this program before the name of the Southern Poverty Law Center in vain, (laughs) and as you can well imagine. Uh, why don't you uh, give us, if you can, uh, kind of a thumbnail version of what the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center was and now is, and then we can delve into some of the uh, issues that you bring up as we go along. Yeah, so the Southern Poverty Law Center was founded when Morris Dees uh, got religion. He was a direct mail salesman, uh, he got religion because he hadn't actually gotten involved in the civil rights movement in the 1960s. And he, uh, he decided that he would start a civil rights nonprofit. And in fact, it's even worse than that, as I'll get to later. But originally, the Southern Poverty Law Center was a force for good. It enabled the first blacks to get elected uh, in, the, in Alabama for the first time since Reconstruction. Uh, it and it did so by de, you know, by desegregating and en- enabling uh, black political representation. It also represented uh, people on death row and got, you know, innocent people who had been falsely uh, falsely convicted off of death row. But through a long practice of corruption, uh, the SPLC transmuted itself into a hate for pay scheme that routinely defames mainstream conservative and Christian organizations, and it, it compares them with the Ku Klux Klan by branding them hate groups and by using them as a statistically significant measure to measure white supremacy in America. Now, I noticed uh, as we, uh, uh, I was looking at the hate map, I've got it up here in front of me, they, and I, I should tell our listeners that there is on their website a hate map. You can click on any state you want and list all the hate organizations there. And I noticed that in, in Washington, D.C., they list the Family Research Council as a hate group. Yeah. Well, and a funny thing about that, actually a horrifically tragic thing about that, a, a deranged man saw that hate map and decided to target the Family Research Council, went in with a semi-automatic pistol and a bag of Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches intending to shoot everyone in the building and lay a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich by his or her head. Oh, my God. Uh, Thankfully, this attempted terrorist attack was foiled by a brave security guard named Leo... Or, yeah, by a brave security guard. 
And that security guard, to this day, has the wounds, the debilitating wounds in his arm and uh, that, that bear witness to the attack. However, the Southern Poverty Law Center continues to defame the Family Research Council as a quote-unquote hate group, listing it on a list and including it on a map with KKK-affiliated white supremacist groups. And even just this week, comparing quote-unquote anti-LGBT hate groups to white supremacy as if they were the same thing. Yeah, I noticed there's a lot of uh, the public uh, interest legal firms that we deal with that uh, uh, protect uh, religious liberty, like the Alliance Fending Freedom and places like that, that are also listed as hate organizations. Yes, and the American Freedom Law Center. Right. Uh, The AFLC actually was mentioned, well, it wasn't directly mentioned, but it was included in a reference to hate groups in the state of Michigan when the Michigan Attorney General announced a new hate crimes unit. Uh, And she specifically said she was citing the Southern Poverty Law Center, mentioned the area of Michigan where AFLC is. And AFLC filed a First Amendment lawsuit against the Michigan Attorney General that is now in the discovery process and really holding Michigan accountable for this horrendous targeting of people for what they believe. I've also noticed that in news reports, especially in local news reports, uh, the newscasters will mention uh, a a group that, and then they'll say they're listed as a hate group, and they're picking that up off the uh, website here. What's their criterion for listing somebody as a hate group now, I can understand the neo-Nazis and the skinheads and all that, but, but some of these conservative organizations like Church Militant and, uh, and other places that are fighting for religious liberty and that uh, uh, embrace the traditional doctrines of the church, they're all listed as hate groups. Yeah, so the technical... So when the SPLC is asked about this, they say that what qualifies you as a hate group is that you condemn people for their typically immutable characteristics. Of course, even that definition is slimy because the SPLC has a list of anti-immigrant hate groups and being an immigrant is not an immutable characteristic. But the SPLC lists group. they claim that when they, when they accuse groups like Alliance Defending Freedom, the Family Research Council, and the Catholic nonprofit in Louisiana the uh, Ruth Institute as quote-unquote anti-LGBT hate groups, it is because they spread malicious misinformation against the LGBT community. In fact, it more or less boils down to their opposition to same-sex marriage. Uh, You see this no more clearly than in the Ruth Institute situation, where the Ruth Institute quoted the Catechism of the Catholic Church, a document that supposedly, you know, stands for what one billion people across the world believe. And the Ruth Institute said, you know, homosexuality is intrinsically disordered. Well, the SPLC seized on that statement and said that proves the Ruth Institute is a hate group. And it's like, well, if the Ruth Institute is a hate group for citing the catechism of the Catholic Church, then the entire Catholic Church is a hate group by your definition. And how are you not? targeting Catholics for what they believe. Gina? Well, I, good morning. I, I'm, 
curious about the transition of the, uh, su- the Southern Poverty Law Center from its original intent to this new level of uh, emphasis on identifying hate groups. And and I want to say it's their emphasis because I got on their website and listed their issues. The very first thing at the top of the list is hate and extremism. Then we move on to children's rights and immigration justice and criminal justice reform. Uh, I would guess, right. based on the title of your book, uh, Making Hate Pay, that this particular I- interest of the center is because there is a monetary connection with being um, the, the hate police for the United States. Yes, there's a tremendous connection. And in fact, uh, in 1986, when the SPLC had started to move in a direction, so there are actually three phases of the SPLC broadly understood. The first phase is when they were a noble civil rights group. And even during that time, the co-founder, Moore Sees, went to fundraise for George McGovern and took all of George McGovern's donors and brought them to the SPLC. So even then, you can see a, a liberal bias. But in, in the 1980s, these took the SPLC in a totally different direction, attacking the Ku Klux Klan and similar hate groups and bankrupting them over the, the violence and hatred that they'd fomented against black people, especially in the South. This is to some degree, a noble cause, obviously. The, exactly. The KKK I would agree. Are, right. But the funny thing is, the staffers of the SPLC, the legal staff, quit en masse because they said that Morrissey's had taken the SPLC away from its original mission of actually helping people and toward attacking the Ku Klux Klan, partially because this was uh, a cause that brought him notoriety and huge fundraising success. If you look at the way in which he fundraised off of the bankrupt, the bankrupting of some of these notorious hate groups, it is despicable. There's one case in which a woman, a, a black mother, lost her son in a lynching, and uh, she, she sued the organization responsible for the lynching, and the SPLC represented her. Now, the SPLC worked and got a huge settlement from this organization. But the organization, you know, it was a tiny, piddling, white supremacist hate group. It was able to carry out this horrific attack on this woman's son, but it didn't have a lot of money. Well, the SPLC in court got a multi-million dollar settlement, and the organization only had about $50,000 to its name. So that $50,000 went to the bereaved mother. But the SPLC went to its donors and said, we got this multi-million dollar settlement. The fundraising from that case brought the SPLC millions of dollars. So the SPLC has millions of dollars pouring in from fundraising over a case that only got the woman $50,000. The story even gets worse because the woman wanted to tell her story and she went to movie, she went to producers and executives. She was in talks with HBO. But at the same time, Morris Dees decided he wanted a documentary made of himself. And so Morris Dees got the documentary. And her video was never made. And she did not profit from that particular Morris Dees arrangement with the industry. Yeah. Ironically, 
uh, yeah, she didn't profit, but Morris Dees, she actually took the money that the SPLC gave her and used it to pay a loan from the SPLC for the house that she was living in. <laughs> My goodness. Well, I can see, you know, like I said, the the civil rights and seeking justice are the two bottom items on their website as to what we do. So they've really lost their way in terms of their original um yeah and you can you can see today and what's going on just look at the newspaper headlines today the difference between seeking justice and and doing something else you we have this, uh, a black man up in uh, minnesota that was literally killed by police that's one thing to be angry about but then you turn around and you focus this or some people are focusing it anyway on on, on looting and rioting and there are two different things there and we've got to be able to separate those things and and in light of of uh, what is going on uh, tyler i noticed that the uh, uh, SPLC issued a um, press release i guess it was yesterday uh, criticizing the president for designating Antifa as a domestic terrorist organization. Yes. So in the midst of rioting and looting, which, by the way, has cost black lives and livelihood, you have at least two black officers, black police officers, who have been killed in this violence. And you have you know, black business owners who are trying to make a living getting their businesses destroyed. I mean, the worst is the very club where George Floyd worked, the place where George Floyd depended on for his livelihood, was burned by the rioters, ostensibly for George Floyd. But the Southern Poverty Law Center comes in, and rather than condemning the riots and the violence, which are actually doing concrete harm to the black community, the SPLC decides that it's more important to defend Antifa, the, the instigators who are almost certainly behind this violence. And they claim that President Trump's declaration of Antifa as a terrorist organization is dangerous, uh, which, <laughs> which is kind of ironic because the SPLC makes its money off of designations like this, designating people hate groups. And now it thinks that labeling an organization is dangerous, especially after the terrorist attack against the Family Research Council. I'm shocked. When are they going to get rid of their hate group list? Right. Yeah. But Yeah, but there's a lot worse. of hypocrisy going on in the world today, and I think uh, these people are in the forefront of, uh, of it. Um, Tyler, where yeah. can we find your book? Yeah, so you can find it on Amazon. Uh, if you Google or if you go on Amazon and search for Making Hate Pay, it is the first result. Um, and it's all over. You can follow my stuff on PJ Media, pjmedia.com. And I'm on Twitter at Tyler to the number two O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L. Okay. Uh, and before we let you go, PJ Media, uh, you want to explain what uh, PJ Media is? <laughs> yes. So we're a conservative blog and news site. Uh, PJ Media actually was founded as a mocking response to Dan Rather, who complained about uh, bloggers in their pajamas taking down presidents. And we said, yes, we are bloggers in our pajamas, and we are reporting the news. Uh, as, as it happens, you know, most of us are not in our pajamas when we write anymore, uh, but we're, uh, we have this platform to spread the truth and to 
counter a lot of the uh, the falsehoods in the liberal media, which for some reason is defending these writers who are destroying black lives. And, and, and how do we find PJ Media? Yeah, it's pjmedia.com. Okay. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, across across the Internet. I always liked uh, the uh, name PJ Media. That was uh, Those are my father's initials, Peter James. And uh, so anyway, it, it is a good site. I've seen it, and I, I get stuff from it all the time. Gina, did you? Oh, lastly, for me. They're, they're my father's initials, too, by the way. Good. <laughs> but, but not named after him. Definitely named after the, your attire while you're blogging. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, yes, obviously. Uh, right. So uh, my last curious question is, that after I read this book, and I'm engaged, what do I do? What's the next steps? How can we defend ourselves or do something positive um, in, in light of their efforts at, at the Southern uh, Poverty Law Center? Yeah, there are a lot of things you can do. Uh, you can share the book. You can tell people the message that this is a corrupt organization. But on the local level, I think, is where change is, is best achieved. So watch your local newspaper. Watch your local outlets. If somebody is citing the Southern Poverty Law Center, just tell them, look, this is a, you know, this is a corrupt organization that makes hate pay, that uh, you know, had a racial discrimination and sexual harassment scandal. You should not be considering this organization reliable. And I think on the, on the ground level, we can spread the word. We can talk about this. We can push back and, you know, Getting people copies of the book is always a good idea. Especially getting the information to the local news media, because they do tend to uh, rely on that. I know uh, Michael Voorhees on, at Church Militant found out that uh, when he was listed as a uh, hate group uh, by the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, all of a sudden his uh, platform that he was using, his uh, Internet platform, said that they couldn't do business with him anymore because they can't do business with hate groups. So there's a... There's a uh, collateral damage here that's done to the people that are designated as besides getting shot up like the uh, family research council was wow i will disagree oh, yeah. with one thing that you said tyler you said uh, give the book uh, to somebody else uh, now come on we're both authors uh go buy the book yourself <laughs> don't, don't, right don't give uh, it away I mean, <laughs> send I somebody out to the bookstore to get it <laughs> yes <laughs> We want to thank you for being with us today. We hope to talk to you again sometime, especially when you get your next book out, whatever. Are you working on a new one? Uh, not at the moment, but uh, we'll, we'll see how things... The, the news has changed so much from coronavirus to these riots now, and it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, so it is. A new book will hopefully... Yeah, it, working with the publisher. It, yeah. it is. It's, uh, it's a challenging time for us all. But thank you for joining us today, and uh, we'll have you back sometime. We'll talk to you. Give, maybe give you some ideas about another book. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you. Tyler O'Neill, editor of PJ Media and author of the book, Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we will be back after these messages. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know 
Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO, and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu kwky. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hot for the afternoon, and then we have a cold front moving in tonight with some showers and thunderstorms around 90 and mostly sunny today. Tonight we'll be getting some showers and thunderstorms late with that front moving in, our overnight low in the upper 60s. Early showers tomorrow, clearing in the afternoon in 85. Weather is brought to you by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store, serving the Des Moines community for over 25 years. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Um, we have a um, nice surprise for everybody today. We're going to bring you up to date on the Christ Our Life Conference. It's coming up. We have with us the uh, co-chairman and co-founder of that conference, uh, Marilyn Lane. Marilyn, how are you this morning? Well, good morning, Mike. How are you doing today? We're, we're doing very well. We're doing very well. It's a nice morning, <laughs> and um, we have good guests today, so <laughs> we, <laughs> we're sure. appreciative of that. All right, let's uh, get right to the uh, to the topic at hand here. Um, that's the Christ Our Life Conference. In the midst of the coronavirus and everything else, is it still on this year? I am so happy to say a big, fat yes. It is. We, um, we are moving forward in two directions. 
One is we are going to be having a live conference at Wells Fargo Arena as scheduled. And uh, for those of us who are compromised in any way, health-wise uh, or even distance-wise, we are going to be live streaming for the first time. And uh, hopefully that's going to uh, make Christ Our Life accessible to people all over the United States for the first time. And uh, the dates are what, the 26th and 27th of September? September, that is correct. Good. And and this is, as my count, I think this is the sixth one you've had? You're right. Yeah, this will be our sixth conference. Hard to believe. We started in 2010, and of course, Ellen and my co-chair, Ellen Miller, and myself thought that would be a one and only. Um, God did not see it that way. (laughs) No. Uh, and he lets he you know, know, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he certainly does. And, uh, yeah, we're committed as long as God's committed and we're alive and breathing, we're committed too. Yep, and our whole team is also. Right. Yeah, so we're so excited about the fact that we're going to be able to carry on. Okay, and, and for those that don't know, this is uh, a, a conference that's every other year, not every year. Exactly. Yeah, yes. it, it's, it's probably too year. much to put on every single year. Uh, what do we have upcoming for Christ Our Life this year? Well, what we are uh, looking forward to, we again have been blessed by an incredible assemblage of speakers. Father Don Calloway, uh, who I think a lot of people uh, know him for divine his work in Divine Mercy. Uh, he's been prominent in a lot of ways. He has probably one of the most phenomenal testimonies I have ever heard in my life. I, I would agree. For the first, yeah, first time years ago, and I, I just was blown away. But, you know, he, as you all know, he recently uh, finished a book about um, consecrating ourselves to St. Joseph. Joseph. It's all about St. Joseph's life, and uh, he's going to speak about that also. And St. Joseph so. is a good patron to have now because he's the patron of the Universal Church, which... Um, we have our own problems within the church right now, and I think it's a good idea to turn our attention to St. Joseph, asking him to protect our church. Amen. Amen. So, um, yeah, he's, he's uh, going to, as I said, be speaking uh, twice, and uh, I don't want anybody to miss his testimony. <laughs> it's one of the best I've ever heard. Uh, St. Mary, or St. Maybe she will be someday. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miriam James Hedlund is uh, going to speak to us also. She also is, she's a, a young uh, woman who is, um, uh, has also a lot in her background. When you see her, she speaks so often uh, to NCYC and uh, young adult groups throughout the country, but she has a powerful lot to say to all people. And, um, she has quite a, a quite a background. She had some problems when she was really young, and she turned her life over to God, and a lot of wonderful things started happening. So she'll be there with us. Good. Deacon Harold Burke Sivers is going to be there. Now I've seen him on EWTN. You bet. Yeah. And uh, Morning Glory, he kind of kicks off the morning. Uh, for those of us who love listening to Iowa Catholic Radio, he kicks off the morning with um, Gloria Purvis on Morning Glory every day, and we know how dynamic he is. In fact, that's his nickname, 
the dynamic deacon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mirjana Sobel, uh, she is a uh, visionary from Metrogoria, one of six. And as of now, we are still uh, under the impression that she is going to be uh, coming. Uh, the borders over in Bosnia-Herzegovina have been closed for some time because of COVID. But we think she'll, she'll right now she's still hopeful. Uh, she's going to talk to us about the five stones that will get us to heaven. And we always make clear when we talk about Nirgiana that um, private revelation of which she is part because she does have her, um, these apparitions, um, that does not belong to the deposit of faith. We're going to make that clear during the conference. But what she's going to talk about is um, so relevant, so relevant. We need, we need those five stones. Yeah, I hope she can make it because I know international travel these days is kind of iffy. Yeah, it is. And uh, we're in constant contact with um, Miriana and uh, Mickey, her translator. She actually speaks excellent English, but Mickey uh, is our liaison and has been for a long time. Uh, John Leonetti is uh, our local boy made good. Yeah, we never heard of him, but go ahead. <laughs> Actually, we should send out birthday wishes. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy oh, birthday, John. Yes, yes. mm-hmm. oh, but we still never heard good. of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, you know, he has uh, he is so big on so many subjects, and he travels the country speaking. But he is going to be right here in his own front yard talking about uh, the saints. And I can't think of anyone better, uh, more equipped to talk about the saints and also probably a little bit about love of family. And, of course, Magnus McFarland Barrow is uh, hopefully going to get here from Scotland. And uh, Mary's Meal is, is kind of our own little charity. It's a big charity, but it's a, it's our own close-to-the-heart uh, charity that we like to encourage people to support. And he's, he's going to be talking about all of the new um, challenges in supporting 1,600 kids who get fed at their uh, place of education every day. They've had some challenges with COVID, and they've overcome those for the most part, and uh, millions of kids are getting fed still. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That is good news. I have to say, um, the conference itself is just so attractive to every age group and every um, kind of Catholic, shall we say. Don't even have to be Catholic. But I have to say that Mary's Meals and Immaculate were two of the things that drew my preteens to the conference. And they enjoyed it so much that when the next conference came, that was the first thing, that when do we get to see the... Uh, Immaculate, or when can can we buy T-shirts for Mary's meals? Um, what can we do with our resources to help Mary's meals? And I know that it has been a wonderful draw to our community. It's built a, a whole community of Mary's meals supporters here in Des Moines and Iowa. Oh, you have no idea how much we love to hear that. That especially my co-chair uh, Ellen Miller is very involved in Mary's meals, and a lot of us on the team are like you. So supportive. It's it's. Uh, I'll just put in a quick plug. Very few times have I met a CEO of an organization like this that is so humble and works so hard every single day to see that 
everything possible is returned to those kids. And, you know, when you can feed a child for $21 for an entire year at their place of education, that is remarkable. And he's just an inspiration to, to all of us, that it starts small, you have no idea where it's going, but God does, and you just persevere. And it yeah. will be what God's will makes it to be. And he is a living, breathing example for all of us, especially our youth. Oh, so true, so true. I always laugh every time I see him. Uh, there's been one time out of, I've probably been with him many, I don't know how many times, he's always had the same jacket on. One time he had a different jacket. That wow, he branched out. <laughs> so, <laughs> Very humble, uh, you're he, right. Yeah. And then, of course, Steve Angrisano is coming back. And um, some people, you know, a few people have said, oh, there are so many talented musicians. And that is so true. But Steve Angrisano and the people with whom he works, um, they, they understand, and he especially understands, how to weave that beautiful ministry of music and feeling the heartbeat of the crowd and knowing just where to lead us at certain points. He's really gifted that way. No, I would agree. He's kind of an anchor. You can't give up on Steve, for sure. No, He's no. He's like we, John Leonetti. They're two, they play off each other really well also. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, I'm really so. looking forward to it. Well, well thank you. Thank all right, now, you. how do we uh, get tickets for it, and uh, how do we join online if we have to? Okay. Well, Christ our please go to our website, ChristStarLifeIowa.com, and uh, there's a, a place there when you can click down and purchase tickets. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the summer, uh, they will be sold in the back of churches, but really by far the easiest and best way. And I might encourage people, maybe the wisest way is to get them now, because right now, um, Iowa events, Wells Fargo announced that they are at, they are going to allow 50% capacity. Hopefully that will change by the time uh, late September rolls around. But for right now, that's where they are. So we aren't going to be able to perhaps offer as many in-house seats as previously anticipated. And um, let's see, what else? You asked me, I was thinking about what Oh, else? if somebody needs to join it um, by um, uh, Internet, online. Yes, uh, that's it. That's it. We're working on that. That's what I wanted to tell you. Um, we are working on the live streaming component right now. Um, we have some meetings next week. So we know it's going to happen, and that information will definitely be on our website as soon as it comes available because we want people to know about it and participate in any way they can. You know, I have a question for you. I've always wondered, you've recorded, I mean, obviously you've used video to transmit to the big screens during the uh, sessions. Mm-hmm. Has that ever been recorded, and is it available for arch- archived somewhere? It is, um, most of it, it is all recorded. Our problem has run into, uh, not with clergy, but Many of our speakers, this is pretty much primarily the only way that they are living. So, and, mm-hmm. and so if we are to take their talks and put them out there, uh, it does detract from 
the, the monies that they're trying to, um, you know, feed their family and take care of them themselves. And sure, so I understand. that's why we've always been, we've been respectful of that. Uh, there are uh, some YouTubes uh, with, with some clergy, but yeah, for the most part, that's, that's why that we don't have like anything uh, offered on that. Available. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marilyn, before we go, give me an idea of the demographic uh, of the audience. Uh, where do they come from? What are their ages? I mean, you've probably mm-hmm. seen these things over the years, and have they changed from the first time you started, which I guess was in 2010, uh, to last year's, 2018? Well, we do have primarily our audience is probably middle-aged people um i define that um 40 probably 40 to 70 i guess something like that good i'm still Uh, middle-aged then thank you heck yeah we're going to include ourselves um we have had some incredibly vibrant uh groups from uh that are young people in fact we even had a whole group come from texas last uh uh in the 2016 conference i think many of them came back um that are you know all young millennials um but our our demographic has not changed as much as uh we would like to see more young people of course we always want that because it it keeps it keeps any organization or conference alive but that being said uh we are consistently we feel this is going to be our biggest conference ever by far uh for a lot of different reasons we have a a team that actually works on putting information together, um, thanks be to uh, Lori Solo, Lisa Bowden, and some others. And so we have a pretty good handle on it. And, uh, yeah, we always are happy to expand, though, that's for sure. I know it will probably be a little bit more expensive for some of those, depending on how this uh, social distancing works in September. But I know you brought in busloads from around the state and some of the surrounding states, and will they be able to fill an entire bus? You know, that makes it a little bit more expensive for them if they can only have that 50% full. So I will just pray that it all works out for everyone that wants to attend. Yeah, I hope we're oh, back to full you. capacity by September. Um, yeah, we're going. We um, uh, the price is going to remain the same. We, we work so hard. Oh, it's so My inexpensive. Yes. He's chief fundraiser. My husband is, and he has some people helping. But um, we, yeah, we're a little concerned because the plate collection obviously is going to be dropping when we're if we can't have capacity. Um, but you know, God has this is God's conference. It belongs to Him, and God has seen us through from the very beginning, and He will continue to do so. We have total confidence in that. Well, I'm sure that uh, that he will, and I'm sure your efforts are being blessed. I want to thank you for joining us today, Marilyn. God bless you and your work. Uh, we'll keep in touch and keep uh, updates coming for uh, whatever news you have coming out of the, the conference. We appreciate your time this morning. And we appreciate being able to talk to you about Christ Our Life. God bless you both. Thank you. God bless bless you you. too. Marilyn Lane, who is the co-chairman of the Christ Our Life Conference. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. We will be back in just a few minutes. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know... 
Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu kwky. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you, Skeffington's Formal Wear, for sponsoring Dowling Catholic High School football. In business since 1951, Skeffington's Formal Wear offers quality service, style, and selection, providing tuxedos, suits, and casual groom attire for weddings, proms, and any other special occasion. Skeffington's Formal Wear, with convenient locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Davenport, Coralville, and Ankeny. All locations are family-owned and operated by members in their respective communities, fitting you for life celebrations, online at skeffingtons.com. And welcome back. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Gina, interesting program today. I enjoyed both of our guests yes. today. I have to say that the um, unbelievable um, that we are allowing an organization like the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, to engage in such activities that um, influence so much of society. Um, I I think the research that uh, Tyler O'Neill has done to write his book, Making Hate Pay, um, is helpful for us to, um, to sift through and find the truth in so much of the fake news that comes through. And it's it's good for all of us to know that if Southern Poverty Law Center is being cited in a story, it's probably 
you have a problem needs, with. needs yeah. some further investigation. Right, right. I think too many people, uh, especially people in newsrooms, this is one of the things that I worry about, being a former journalist. Uh, well, I guess still a journalist, um, writing a weekly column, although I'm not a reporter, um, is that too often uh, reporters and news people will pick up whatever is convenient uh, because they're too lazy to go out and ask the other questions. And as a result, we'll get some people will rely on somebody like the Southern Poverty Law Center or who's a hate group and who's not, disregarding the fact that a lot of what the Southern Poverty Law Center is defining as hate is somebody who holds traditional Christian values. And if you look through the hate map, you'll see that on some of them, they'll list somebody and it will say traditional Catholic values, something like that, indicating that it's our upbringing, our religion, really, that's the hate. And uh, I So hate really the hate groups are those that they hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's easy to pick on right. skinheads and Nazis, like I say, but when you, you, there are a lot of other people out there that are, uh, for example, d- different immigration groups, which I didn't look into them all, but I'm sure that some of them are on there that are looking for uh, manageable immigration, but now they're listed as a hate group because they're, they're politically opposed to what the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center wishes to have and things like that. Right, and they're governed so much by their donors. I think that's, that's true. the point of this whole story. Southern Poverty Law Center, up until recently, within the last five, six years, right, mm-hmm. ha- is a legitimate organization that very one of us would turn one time to. Very respected uh, as a uh, as a civil rights organization, and uh, and they and they spoke with a lot of authority, a lot of moral authority, but that's gone now. I think, and I think that's why we're highlighting that today. It mm-hmm. affects our religious liberties when 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 we abide by our faith mm-hmm. and then are considered hateful. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And, of course, the update for the uh, Christ Our Life Conference was wonderful to have. Marilyn Lane is a wonderful lady, and uh, uh, I'm sure they're they're making a place in heaven for them right now. The, the, all the work that they have done here, her and her husband, Joe, and the, the co-chairman, too, uh, they've done a lot for this community, and they've done a lot for our religious community by bringing in all of these speakers every other year so that we can all gather um, under the cross of Jesus Christ. Well, to me, it's it's like any retreat. Mm-hmm. It's it's It lights me on fire for my faith again. The other part of it that we didn't discuss with Marilyn, but the highlight of attending one of these conferences, are all of the exhibitors. It's such a delight to talk to... Um, um, people who are so engaged in their faith that they are either of a religious order or they sponsor a, a, a site or a program or a um, apostolate uh, that we can talk to them one-on-one. We can buy their books. We can um, buy their merchandise, blessed um, trinkets and, and items. It's, it's, I love that part of the conference also. And you meet other people there who have like mind that you can... Meet and, and build your I, I, I hate to say meet and greet or whatever because we're we're not meeting and greeting anymore. We're kind no. of waving at a distance. You get the idea, though. There are people like-minded people that you get to know that you have a connection with that you can maintain that connection. Right. And and perhaps other things will come from it. You might find somebody who's had the same idea you do, and so now you go out and you and you and you do something about that idea, form a group or a ministry or whatever it is. You know what else it is? It's a good opportunity for you to bring someone 
with you who is uh, waning in their faith or not as strong in their faith or maybe not even Catholic, but you'd like to introduce to the I, faith. I remember a couple of years ago when I was chaplain at the uh, Bridges of Iowa, the Drug and Rehab Center, uh, we got a bunch of tickets and we took a lot of the guys over there to that. And several of them ended up buying catechisms and a couple of them converted to converted. Catholicism. Right. Weren't you and the sponsor for one? At the, yeah, mm-hmm. I well, thought so. Yeah, well, I was sponsor for a couple of them that sure. uh, that uh, eventually became Catholic. And uh, I've got a, a goddaughter out of it, too. <laughs> so we're... We're happy about that, but that's a wonderful that's a wonderful uh, conference that they have at Christ Our Life, and that is September twenty sixth. And, and it is the light yeah. at the end of my tunnel. As soon as we get to that point, I'm I'm hoping that we're back on track and able to engage in our faith with the church and with our community. Well, I hope so too. Daily, I'm I'm going to join a staff meeting over at Saint Augustine by uh, internet as soon as we get off the air, uh, planning on how uh, our parish is going to come back. But remember, and I meant, try and mention this every every week, uh, our chapel, 24 hours, our chapel, Adoration Chapel is open. All right, let us end in a prayer. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Well, that's it for today. Join us next week. We're going to have Robert Ritchie with us from America Needs Fatima. That will be an interesting discussion. And I'm looking forward to it. That's right. Every week, Thursday, 10 o'clock, Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Till then, have a blessed and peaceful week. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imogene Ingredients.